Hello and welcome to HQ Movie Review. I'm Rachel. I'm Jack. I'm Madison. And I'm Heather. And today we watch Dune, the 2021 version. Yeah. So spoilers ahead if you have not seen any of the Dunes. If you've never seen Sand in your life, um, <laughs> or if you specifically do not want spoilers about this version. Or if you are Anakin Skywalker, please Definitely. do not listen to this. Nice to know that we're starting off with the Star Wars references strong. This is good. <laughs> this is great. It was only, a, my first note is just the word spice. <laughs> <laughs> also, side note, if you're worried about spoilers for the movie Dune, why are you listening to a podcast review of the movie Dune? It's a good question. It's really bold of you to assume that our episode titles in any way indicate what we're about to say or do. You can just look at the description. We put what movie we're reviewing in them. I've never read a description of a podcast in my life. I go in cold. That is an excellent point. I also yeah, that's, that's <laughs> just fair. Just raw dog in the podcast world. <laughs> Gosh dang it. So Dune. Yeah. It was a good movie. Lots of sand. Yeah, I want to start by saying I knew almost nothing about Dune as a franchise before watching this. I knew there was sand, and I knew there were worms in the sand, and that was it. <laughs> I was honestly a little disappointed we didn't see more worms. Yeah, there was a surprising lack of worm. I thought there was a good amount of worm. That actually brings me to an interesting um, tweet. I am going to work in throughout the rest of this podcast tweets that I saw before we watched this movie about <laughs> Dune. Good. And the first one that I had pulled up and ready to go was actually if I were marketing Dune, I'd market the opening weekend by saying the early birds get even more worm and have extra worm footage first weekend <laughs> only. Don't know why they didn't consider this. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I agree with that. That's fair, yeah. I would have seen Dune opening weekend if there had been more worms. Well, but where would they have put the more worm. I just don't know. Just the at worm the end. <laughs> I guess you could just make all the worm scenes longer. It's like the um, Lord of the Rings extended versions. Sometimes you're watching the movie and all of a sudden you're thinking, hey, this sequence with this big worm sure has gone on a whole lot longer than I expected <laughs> it to. <laughs> it's like the ending. Oh man, I wonder how it's going to end this time. What do you mean there's another ending? Yeah, there's the just five record. consecutive worm scenes at the end. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. It's, it's just plug them in. It's just it's just 45 minutes of worm at the end. It's a it's post-credit a scene where the worm does all of the post-credit scenes from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> I think it would have been really good if they had done like a fan cam, like K-pop fans that like uh, edit together a whole bunch of little yeah. snippets of videos. Yeah, and like have like Claro in the background or something, <laughs> a whole bunch of snippets of worms, and it was like, I think we could do, do it if we try. <laughs> Gosh, I never want to see a worm fan cam in my life. God, that's as my much dream. as I enjoyed the worms, don't ever want to see a fan cam of that. Mm. Be a little weird. I feel like you've spoken it into existence now. I probably have. <laughs> Who would win in a fight? The Dune Worm, uh, the Sarlacc from Star Wars, uh, Alaskan Bullworm from SpongeBob. SpongeBob. Uh, so first off, I'm a bit insulted <laughs> that the crate dragon was not the pick for this. Well, you see, Sarlacc I saw Sarlacc is the OG. Sarlacc's the OG. Crate dragons eat Sarlaccs. 
Well, at least that that one did. <laughs> that one did that one time. So let's assume in this situation that the crate dragon is God. <laughs> I'm Which telling one is you, his disciple. I'm telling you, the Alaskan bullworm would win always. Okay, but you know, like to scale, the Alaskan bullworm is like a regular worm. It's like a, it's like the size. It's, <laughs> it's not big. SpongeBob is very small. <laughs> SpongeBob is just like the. Tip and I'm of telling you, that tiny worm could kill God. Oh my God! It's <laughs> just like the snail that comes. To I don't. I don't know what I expected <laughs> from today in general. But I don't think that the phrase "that tiny worm could kill God" was on that bingo card. <laughs> the snail could kill God. <laughs> <laughs> that, that only counts if he takes the million dollars. You're you're assuming in this situation that the human, the fallible human, would not take the money. Dune was all about money. Who do you think could win in a fight? <laughs> um, the immortal snail or the worm from Dune? <laughs> well, it depends. Did the worm take the money? Yeah, because here's the thing. The snail is immortal, but I don't think it could kill the worm either. In this situation, is Timothy Chalamet still Jesus? <laughs> I, I, I think we're getting that. a little ahead of ourselves here. Yeah. So let's circle back. I love how quickly this podcast has dissolved. No, this is this is the chaos grouping here. This is okay. this is the same grouping for cats, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. I love that we're bringing that energy here. So going into going into Dune, my knowledge level was a little bit higher just because I had tried to watch the previous iteration of the Dune film uh, and I had absolutely no clue what was going on. They they start out, um, I, I think, a little bit more text accurate by just immediately saying a whole bunch of words that <laughs> yeah. mean absolutely nothing to anybody. Oh, yeah. See, that's yeah. how I felt about this movie at the beginning until I finally caught up with what was happening. At first, I was like, what? There is, <laughs> there's also a thing that happens in the original film. Uh, not the original film. I think, actually, the one that I watched was the, the remake of the original film. Because <laughs> there have been, there's been, an, there was an original Dune. There was a second attempt at Dune. There was another attempt where Dune was a TV series, and now there is this. Oh, we are very oh, far God. abstracted. Yeah. Um. Yeah. When will we ever know the true Dune? <laughs> the original book came out in the mid '60s. Good. They had a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. Um. But so the other thing that they do in in that film is there are a lot of shots where the characters are not speaking. But you are hearing their inner thoughts, and they're almost always about the spice. Uh, mm. And that has been um, parodied and uh, taken. That's kind of one of the most iconic parts of that previous film. Okay. Uh, and so I, during watching it, I was not surprised to have not seen it. But looking back, now I feel like I was missing an important factor of the Dune canon. Uh, the drugs? This this deep. <laughs> no, please go back to being literary. <laughs> I don't, because I feel like I would have a better, um, 
understanding if I knew at all what was happening the first time I tried to watch something from the Doom canon. Yeah, that's fair. Like, because this is my first experience with Doom. My first couple notes after the word spice are all actual notes because they they dropped so many concepts like place names, family names, like different like factions. Like it's yeah, there was a lot. I have no idea what the political structure is here. They explain like they and they explained so much more of what was there was so much more like plain just speaking about the context of things in this one. Too oh like my God. <laughs> this was this was a lot more like we're gonna lay it out in front of you. Yeah. yeah. Once the ball got rolling and like stuff started happening, I like it became pretty clear like what exactly was going on. Like after the first, after the like main houses that are covered in the movie, like once they were like set up and I was like, oh, okay, this is what's going on. That makes sense. And then I just knew and I could just piece together everything else. So I think they did a pretty good job with, yeah, at the beginning, it's like, what is, what is going on? Who are these people? Why are they important? Why is this guy named after a state? Um, <laughs> um, all of these things, and like as the movie goes on, you're like, oh, okay, this makes more sense. No, they they really didn't explain why his name is Ido, actually. Yeah, well, obviously, but it was still funny <laughs> to think about why is this man named after a state, and why does everyone refer to him as his full name? Yeah, I did constantly. I did really like the random modern day things that popped up in this like far future world <laughs> like, like bagpipes yeah, like the bagpipe or like sign language mandarin yeah mandarin the language mandarin some of the slang they used too was very like modern day yeah so it's it's really interesting the stuff that survives at minimum like 8000 years <laughs> yeah. it does beg the question like in the book uh it, are those things still referred to as the original name like are bagpipes still referred to as bagpipes or are they called something else in the future i don't know if we have us i mean i haven't read the dune book i haven't either but i'm curious but so i might do that do we have the expanded knowledge like we do of star wars where it's like expanded to that degree that we know the names of like these very individual objects or like does it matter to the whole holistic story i don't I know a little bit because I, I read like a bunch of primers. I had talked to a guest um, at my work who said that when they went to see Dune in theaters, they're like the first time they went and saw Dune in theaters, they were handed a glossary upon oh it. Wait, really? To keep, to keep track of what was going on. I, that explains a lot, actually. Does it? Yeah. Um, And so... Like, there is a significant amount of, like, back knowledge and, like, history to the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know if we're, you know, at the point of calling things, you know, this bagpipe is now a, is now a... Snarf flat. That'll work. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, also, I don't think any, any brand of media can come close to Star Wars in the sense of, like, hey, we have literal dictionaries like aside from like maybe lord of the rings and that's more Mm -hmm. so like history star wars is the only media i know that's like hey we have a dictionary of every single thing that appears on screen ever every (laughs) single background character has a name and a plot 
This one guy with his ice cream maker, he's an important character now. I beg your pardon. For you see, in my room, I have a Wheel of Time dictionary that does just that. But like all, like every single animal that appears, yes. all of the unimportant ones. All of the ones that are not just regular ass animals. Like all of the animals that are made up for the series, that is in there. I think the difference there is that Wheel of Time at this current point in time is still a literary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the things that have been written down were named and recorded that way. And a lot of times, like Star Wars, you're just like, oh, what's that funky little mouse running around in the background? And yeah. then you got, you know, oh, do you mean the Loth mouse? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess that's fair. But... Also, I haven't read Wheel of Time, so it, that because didn't really fit into my suck. criteria of, wow, okay, you fuck you. <laughs> read it. It's good. But after the show comes out. No. Yes. I feel like this was this movie was a lot more religiously charged than I expected it to be, too. Yeah. You know, me too. <laughs> there was a whole lot of space Jesus in this, and I was not expecting that. Man had a breakdown at the idea that there was going to be a holy war rage, waged in his name. Yeah, this really do just be the Second Crusades, huh? Yeah. I really like how fast he accepted it. Yeah, he went from having a full-on <laughs> breakdown to just... I am the one that you call a god. Yeah, like, <laughs> generously, the next day, he was like, all right, well, we're doing this. Yep, dad's dead, time to lock and load. <laughs> yeah. Dad's dead, time to become the emperor yeah. of the Imperium. I shall wage a war. <laughs> I loved his confidence that he was like, that man just killed my father, and I think that the compromise is to make me his heir. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he was like, look, I have another solution. Let me marry one of your daughters. There it is. <laughs> it's that or war. I, I don't see what the problem is. <laughs> He's like, at the end of this, I should be walking away with the most rewards, right? You killed my dad. I certainly suffered for it. He's like, <laughs> I, the aristocrat son. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my treat? I've been a brave little Jesus. <laughs> That's my favorite 90s cartoon, Brave Little Jesus. <laughs> brave Little Jesus. It's a picture of Timmy on a toaster. <laughs> With a cross. <laughs> Oscar Isaac died too early. Gosh dang it. I... I didn't know a lot about this film, like specifically what to expect with this one, but the things that did get spoiled for me were Zendaya's screen time, which we will come back to, (laughs) the way that this soundtrack goes off, (laughs) and everybody on this green earth talking about Oscar Isaac. Like his death specifically, or just him in general? No, just him in general. That's fair. This, to be fair, this really was just Star Wars. What if it was? It was what if 
Poe Dameron never became a pilot. I lost my <laughs> absolute mind. <laughs> They're just sitting there, and Timothy Chalamet is like, but dad, what if I don't want to become a duke? And Oscar Isaac goes, well, you know, I wanted to be a pilot. <laughs> yeah, we all, we all lost timelines. <laughs> we all just started laughing. It was great. This is what happens if he doesn't become a spice runner. It's, e- it's even funnier because of the spice runner subplot in Star Wars. And the fact that that spice is heavily influenced by s- spice and doom. It's come it was very full circle. It's poetic. It rhymes. It's all about <laughs> drugs and money, kids. That's all anything's about. And religion, I guess. It's all about capitalism. <laughs> Dune's about capitalism. <laughs> Did the author of Dune get blacklisted during the um, <laughs> McCarthy McCarthyism? <laughs> Because he wrote Dune. (laughs) I can't believe the Dune author got red scared. (laughs) Literally. He probably did. They were probably like, this is a commentary on capitalism. And then McCarthy'd him. They just McCarthy'd him. So speaking of spice, I had the question of like, when they explained all of the things that spices were like, yeah, it's a hallucinogenic drug. It's sacred to the, the Fremen people. But also, it allows for space travel. Like, space travel would be impossible without it. And I really want to know which part of space travel the hallucinogenic dust is, is like, helping with. They explained a lot of things. And they left out, I feel like, a lot of um, world building yeah. in, the same, in the same breath. They... So, the spice is essentially, like, pumped into... Um, from what I understand, this was actually not explained to me in any of the primers, uh, but it was one of the few things that I saw happen uh, trying to watch previous Doom. The spice is essentially like fueling the calculations of this specific set, like subgroup of people that are running the calculations to create space lanes so, so it's, it. it's powering the human astromechs so they can calculate the hyperspace jumps yes because the world of dune is set in a future where humanity destroyed all thinking computers because the computers were going to take over and so there was a, a huge war between humanity and the machines and ever since then no thinking machines not even calculators so all these people all these different like subsets of people that you see have like specific roles that they're fulfilling that were previously like computers roles. What's okay, what role do the bald floating men have? <laughs> that is... man doesn't need to have a job. He is a he's a he's a royalty. <laughs> okay, or right, what about the ability to command people with your voice? What's those are the witches. <laughs> I don't know what they do, but I know they're important. I think that's their magic system. Right, that's their why magic. Is, why is there a magic? Is, are they replacing the computers with magic? If so, which part of the computers is the talk magic replacing? I think that their skill was specifically like psychologically manipulating people. Yeah, because it's stated that they influence um Yeah, they, they're the shadow politics. They run everything from the shadows, I guess. But, like, the the doctor that was just kind of like, oh, let me take your vitals and putting his hands on the side of Timothy Chalamet's face was doing that because he can't take his vitals with a... Um, doctor machine. Blood pressure cuff. Yeah, I guess. Is that... 
considered a thinking machine? The more modern ones are. They count yeah. they count blood pressure. It's weird that he didn't do it with like the old one where you just kinda of blow up the thing and then count. Yeah. I mean There's I get the fun the, in that. Yeah, I get that they have to be like futuristic and stuff. It's like, oh no, we're still it's still like basically an alien society. I think it makes it more interesting to know that they're in a post intelligent technology universe, I guess. Just because I didn't know that throughout the entire movie. So I was just like, this is futuristic, but it's also not. Because I feel like the way that a lot of, at least sci-fi films, depict future technology, it's like higher thinking. Yeah, it's very much like smart screens and robots and stuff. And so, Rather I mean, it, than yeah. backing off of that. It is interesting, though. It does explain a lot about, like, the tech and the aesthetics of this world. So it's it's a nice thing to know. Lots of sand. Also, yeah, lots of sand. Lots of sand. Cool dragonfly helicopters. That was neat. That actually does bring me to the next tweet that I have that I saw before <laughs> Dune. Uh, this one just says, Will I understand Dune if I haven't seen a shit ton of sand before? <laughs> <laughs> the answer is no. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't get it. Yeah. How else would you know what drum sand is? Gosh dang, the drum sand. <laughs> the worm is attracted to rhythms. Let me just do a quick bump bump. Oh, yep, that's drum sand. Here he comes. <laughs> Rip our queen who got killed while trying to uh, catch the worm to ride on back to her home. That would have been a sick sequence <laughs> to watch yeah. her ride the worm. <laughs> I hope we get to watch someone ride the worm in Dune 2. We got to see it briefly. Yeah, we get to see someone ride But I yeah, want to see end. Zendaya ride the worm. <laughs> you will a- never get to see Zendaya. She will never have screen time more than this movie. Zendaya actually had seven minutes of screen time total in this movie. Are we counting time when she's actually present or like flash forwards and visions? Flash forwards and visions included. Okay. I think it adds up to seven minutes of screen time. What is it without those? Because she does just kind of appear as a cameo up until, like, the two-hour 16 mark. I don't know. That's the only number that I have access to. Um, She is supposed to have a bigger role in future ones, which is why they cast her. But it was, I think, incredibly rude (laughs) of, of the Dune PR team to decide that we were going to build Zendaya as high up as we did and then do that. Yeah, it's, it is wild. Like, yeah. she was on, like, the red carpet with, like, the, like there was the picture of, like, the main characters. There's Tim Lee Chalamet, like, uh, the actress who played his mom, and then Zendaya's there. It's like there was a very, a very disparate amount of screen time between these characters. Yup. Yeah. Like, I mean, to be fair... This movie is roughly just the first half of the book. So, like, clearly she'll probably have a significantly bigger role to play in the sequel. Probably. But for this movie, they should not have marketed her as as high of a listing as they did. She's even looking at the, the image that HBO Max has of... Because we did... Sorry, sponsored by HBO Max. <laughs> it's not sponsored. Uh, They're not paying us. We're this not sponsored. They're not paying us. 
for watching this movie as the filmmakers intended. <laughs> um, she is right front and center. She is. She is. Yeah. The only person that has more of a focal point on this screen than her is Timothy Chalamet. And he is technically behind her in this collage. Yeah. yeah. Though Jason Momoa is also pretty centered as well. Yeah, but it's weird beardless Jason Momoa. Jason yeah. Momoa is scaled up a little bit more than, than Zendaya, but he is way more off to the side than her. I it's, figured that was yeah. just because he was taller than her. Oscar Isaac's not even anywhere near the middle. He's, yeah, he's all the way the in the back corner. We should have known he was going to die. I should have. <sighs> Speaking of, I, I would like to point out that 13 minutes in, Jason Momoa was like, I'm not going to die. <laughs> And from that moment on, I started a counter. <laughs> oh and when did he die, Jack? He died an hour and 53 in, which is pretty good, actually. He, yeah. he made it a lot farther than I thought he would. He did that good Boromir, um, take the knife out of my body and keep fighting. Yeah. yeah. He died an honorable death. He did. It's really too bad that he shaved. Before. Like, I just... Yeah. I can't I, get over that. I don't like beardless Jason Momoa. It's weird. It's not like he couldn't have a beard. The other guy... That taught uh, yeah. Paul how to fight, got to have his yeah. beard. Thanos got to keep his beard the whole time. Is that Josh Brolin? I really yeah. couldn't that's, tell. That's it Josh is. Brolin, yeah. Oh my god. It's Cable. All right. Thanos. They really just threw an all-star cast it in really here and is. half of them really are did. dead now. Yeah. Literally. They had to uh, use all the budget that they would have used on Zendaya in this movie to get, like, Oscar Isaac and, <laughs> okay. and Josh Brolin. So, and then they killed him off so that they could have Zendaya for the next movie. <laughs> so they've got two actors from the MCU, an actor from the DCM? Yeah, it's the DCM now. Also, yeah, Dave Bautista is also here. He's not on this image, but he's also... Just here, looking so much like Drax. Yeah. Also, Oscar Isaac is slated to play Moon Knight for the MCU. He is. So it's a lot of them. I'm very excited and about that. Oscar Isaac from Star Wars. Just an all-star cast, and literally half of them are dead. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bootstrap Bill Turner. He's here. Yeah. <laughs> He's not dead, unfortunately. No. No. He's too busy floating in his fancy dress. Gosh, I yeah. hate He's the going floating. to the mall. <laughs> Not like the floating. The first time we see it, I didn't realize he was floating, and I just thought he was really tall. I thought he was like a snake man. <laughs> yeah, <had> on heels. <laughs> <laughs> he was standing on stilts. Because it didn't help that the robe or something like narrowed at the bottom. <laughs> so I'm like, are his legs just really long and thin? I, I thought what, he was a snake man. What is this? Because they also kept emphasizing, like, I realized it was just for emphasis, but like, the first time uh, Thanos talks about the Harkonnens, I don't remember his Josh Brolin's character's name, but the first time he talks about the Harkonnens, he's like, they're not human. I'm like, are they, are they actually not human? I don't know enough about this universe to make that judgment call. Yeah, that's a fair call. And then later, someone else says something about, like, the desert isn't kind to humans or whatever, and I'm like, why do you keep emphasizing this if there's only humans? I think there isn't only humans. I don't know. I don't know why they wouldn't expand on that more, but I feel like there has to be something other than humans. I mean, maybe it's just like in reference to animals, because you watched the kangaroo rat, and he was fine. He yeah. didn't get eaten by the worm, at least as far as we know. I mean, it may just, just be that people are not equipped to survive this incredibly hot desert that the air is full of drugs. 
Also that, yeah. yeah. I mean, the the desert and big not worm. being kind. That's and just big Coachella. Worm. <laughs> <laughs> big hot desert. Coachella's not kind to humans. <laughs> Full of drugs. Yeah, I guess the the alternate could be that people with magic powers are considered other than human, but I don't know. Like the witches. Yeah, like the witches and the bald floating man. Also, some of his soldiers did float, so I think that's just a them thing. Like, mm. they had those guys who were, like, floating down. But I don't know. We'll probably find out. At least I would hope so. In Dune 2, announced today by Timothy Chalamet's Twitter. Dune Part 2. Yeah, I gotta say, not having seen that announcement and not knowing that this is part of a larger book series, seeing the title screen... Like, of the movie come up as Dune Part 1. That sure was a vibe check. <laughs> it really was. I was not expecting a series. They really just bait and switched us in a lot of ways in this in this marketing. There's no Zendaya. There's no Zendaya. <laughs> this is only half of the movie. <laughs> and they waited like a week to tell us. Oh my god. Also, all of the footage from the trailers, almost all of it, is like the first, like, five or ten minutes of the movie yeah which on the one hand it's great that they didn't spoil anything but also it is it does not prepare you for what else happens doesn't prepare you for all that is dune all that sand there's so much sand why does every sci-fi epic take place on a sand planet i'm so tired of looking at tatooine <laughs> why are there so many planets that are nothing but desert there are other filming locations besides the desert would the majority of planets just be desert though because if you think about the other planets in our solar system they're either frozen or desert, desert or gas <laughs> right but i'm saying why why live on the desert planet? I get... They do explain it here, which I appreciate. Earth has probably been killed by humans at this point. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm no. pretty sure we lost Earth to the human robot war. Yeah, yeah, no, Earth is gone. But, like, whatever planet the uh, Atreides were on before they came here, um, that was nice. That's a sick-ass mountain and ocean planet. I think yeah. it was called Candor or something. Caladan? I think it's Caladan. That's what it is. Caladan. I've only just now... Candor, not freaking Candor's one of the divergent houses. (laughs) Well, technically, Candor is just a word. Yeah, but we're not going that deep into the lore. Candor. Caladan. Candor's definitely something else also. Like something. Candor is just a word that's used to describe someone. Yes, but it's also a thing. Like, it's a proper noun. Yeah. Something. I think it. Why do I want to say it's a bird? Condor. That's a condor. Condor. That's why. Candor. Does anyone else think that Timothy Chalamet was too bony in this movie? I think that he looks like a shrimp. I mean, I think it's a good depiction of this guy who's essentially a prince who's who's had some fight training but has never actually had to work hard at anything ever. Yeah. Like they even. Like Jason Moore even says like earlier, it's like, hey, have you put on some muscle? No, you haven't. <laughs> like they, they very clearly joke about him being scrawny. Like, here's the thing. I don't think that actors should have to bulk up significantly for the roles that they are in. But I also um, do not believe for a second that Timothy Chalamet is um, a deeply capable warrior that killed a uh, local to this desert. 
Yeah. Yeah, that was um, a real suspension of disbelief, huh? I want to talk about the weird command voice and the, <laughs> the voice? absolute slap in the face it was <laughs> when in the first five minutes of this movie, Lady Jessica's like, do the voice, do the voice. And he's like, I don't want to. And she's like, do it. And he just whispers, give me the water. <laughs> And and she's goes, like, Give me the water. I can't hear you. No, she's like, the water can't hear you. And then you just get this warped bass drop. Give me the water. <laughs> it wasn't even like. Where is it? <laughs> Where are the drugs? <laughs> Swear to me. Give me the spice. <laughs> the worst part was that the audio was delayed. Like you saw his mouth move. Yeah, while the bass was well, going, and the then the words came out. And then the words happened. It was just, what the heck just happened? Also, once again, a wild thing to experience without any explanation or buildup. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, at no point before this moment do they say anything about like having mind like suggestion powers. She's just like, she pours him a cup of water and then doesn't give him to him. It's like, all right, make me give you this water. Do it. He's like, here's five hundred dollars. <laughs> Sell me this pen. I don't think that you're aware of this, ma'am, but my father is the duke of this house, and I am very wealthy. And he didn't even marry you, right? <laughs> he didn't even. Turns out she's his concubine. Turns out that this little man is a bastard. <laughs> Little bastard Timothy <laughs> on his way through the desert to find his friend the worm. <laughs> Wormy boy. Worm and Zendaya. <laughs> that was also, that was one of the many other moments in this movie where I went, wait a second, was when Oscar goes, I should have married you. And we're all like, she's not the Duchess? <laughs> yeah, the, the entire time they just gave off the vibe that they were married. And they're I mean, just I, besties. <laughs> <laughs> they're just, they're they're just, just besties who went, hey, let's have a kid. Let's have a child. Also, speaking of choices that were made, several times they imply that like, his mother chose to have a son. And yeah. I don't know how that works. They, they're like, you're only allowed to have girls. Yeah, she's like, I told you to only bear daughters. And it's like, what, how did she has no say in that? I almost wonder if it's like a, um, what's it called in Game of Thrones? The guy beyond the wall. Whatever that guy's oh, name I've is. Oh, I've wiped um, so much kills, of that information from my brain. He he kills all his sons so that he only has daughters because then he keeps reproducing. It's gross. But essentially, it's sounds like it's the same thing where it's like they just murder their kids if they're boys. Yeah, see, I don't, they're, I feel like that wouldn't have like flown here. There might have been like a. I feel like there might be a witch reason. Okay. I mean, there's definitely like the witches definitely were like, hey, we are doing witch things. We wanted you to have a daughter so she would have this power, not a son who was a boy. Well, it seems like it doesn't matter. It's something you're taught and not born with. I, I think you're born with it to a certain extent, but it still needs to be, you know, like any muscle, it needs yeah. to be trained. Yeah. 
Like, if it was just some other random kid, she couldn't teach him to use the voice. So the question is, is is she going to have a daughter or a son now? Well, he's supposed to be like the Messiah. Well, yeah. yeah. But he did have a vision of her. Like, he knew she was pregnant. Yeah. So she is going to have another child. Do we know if that child is still alive after the helicopter crash and she, like, kept touching her stomach? I feel I, like she was only a couple weeks pregnant. Like, that's, I don't know. I think that if there was any news update about the other child, um, we would have found out. <laughs> yeah. Newsflash. Your child is... Ooh. You know, I had that same thought. I was like, you know, this stress that she is going through in the span of 24 hours is probably not great. No, it's not. Also, this woman's just constantly stressed the yes. entire movie. Yeah, <laughs> she has clinical anxiety. She is 100% on an SSRI. Yeah, in fact, I'm pretty sure she had, like, multiple panic attacks over the course of the runtime of the movie. Jessica was definitely taking Lexapro <laughs> on the side. <laughs> oh, man, speaking of panic attacks, do you guys remember that weird spider thing with human hands? Hated oh, him. my yeah, gosh, I don't him. want to remember Hated that. Make, no, it, make it go away. What, what was, was that? that? And why did it never come up again? <laughs> it was on screen for, like, a, a good long while, and then it just leaves, and no one explained it. Like, they said, oh, it's my pet, and that was it. There was no explanation of what it was or why it was. Why did that pet have ass cheeks? Why would <laughs> why also did that, that spider? T- that why spider why was it just cheeks? a spider with hands at why the end it of its like legs? A symbiote. Yeah, I feel like that had to be some sort of like warped human. I don't want to think about thing. it. That does not sound like something fun. I I kind of want it to appear in the sequel because I need answers. I don't. We'll never know. I'm definitely putting that in the D&D campaign. Gosh dang it, no. I've discovered some important things on the IMDb trivia page. About the spider? (laughs) Not about the spider. Um, About the spinoff prequel series titled Dune the Sisterhood that was announced for HBO Max. Oh. What? (laughs) When? What? Okay. That's all I know. (laughs) So are they just, they really said, uh, Oh, people liked this movie in the first weekend? Guess we can greenlight these seven other Dune-related things. Well, I guess it was originally pitched as the part one and part two, and they really were waiting to see how this turned out um, before they greenlit part two. I'm just saying, if House of the Dragon like hype has shown us anything, <laughs> maybe wait until the whole thing is done pre-start like, pitch and spinoffs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, House of the Dragon... Can't wait to see the doctor be a Targaryen. He, I, I can't not see him as the doctor. Yeah. His face is so, like, specific, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And his lack of eyebrows. <laughs> Which you saw gradually over the course of Doctor Who. Like, he started Doctor Who with eyebrows. And then, and then they he, just left. And they just disappeared. Why does he not have eyebrows anymore? I don't know, but his... He's just distracting anything he's in now, and that's unfortunate, but he really is just... He's a great actor. He's just the doctor is he's the problem. Just, he's just the doctor. He just showed like, up in Terminator, and I was like, why is the doctor here? Yeah. <laughs> kind of like, like for me, whenever I see David Tennant, or hear David Tennant, yeah. I don't think, ah, it's this new character. I go, oh, it's just the doctor. 
Oh, well, now I go, oh, it's Scrooge McDuck, but... Well, see, even when I hear him as Scrooge McDuck, I go, it's just the Tenth Doctor. That's all I think of. You guys want some real deep House Atreides lore? (laughs) Oh, my God. Give. Go for it. Although not mentioned in the movie, the Great Houses originally come from Earth, which um, we talked about earlier. Um, The Atreides house specifically has their roots in Earth's Greece, specifically the Minoan civilization. Oh, my God. Uh, Okay. Which explains the bull imagery. In the extended universe, an ancient Atreides ancestor had traced his lineage back to the Greek king Atreus, character mentioned in the Greek Iliad. Oh, my God. Dang. Interesting. Deep lore. I feel like if I was related to the Minos people, like... I would try to avoid bull imagery because of specifically that one thing with the bull from mythology. <laughs> yeah. I did think that it was a good callback when Oscar Isaac died. The weird floaty man had a, a bull head on his wall, which was a callback to the fact that Oscar Isaac's dad in the movie wrestled bulls for fun well yeah. that was the atreides dining room yeah they, they were, were still in. in his house oh i didn't know that, that was still his house oh i thought they had just taken him i did not know that it'd be wild if they like took him and also took some of his decorations <laughs> <laughs> they steal the decor they're like this is nice <laughs> and a bull bro this is lit i also have an exact time frame of when this happens in the future now Ah. It is about 23,000 years in the future. It's 10191 AG, which is after Guild, which is the Guild was established at the end of the Human Robot War. I thought that was a web series. Which was uh, about 13,000 years in the future. Okay, wow. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. And Paul is still a first name. <laughs> and Paul is still Paul a first is name. Still a first name. So is Jessica. And Zendaya is still alive. <laughs> it is actually just Zend- Zendaya. <laughs> Zendaya actually won the human robot war. <laughs> Single-handedly. She's, she's immortal. She took the million dollars. <laughs> this was her outrunning the snail. The snail has grown to the size of a sandworm. <laughs> the snail said, I can get you in Spider-Man. <laughs> but I'll be chasing you forever. <laughs> Imagine if Timothy Chalamet had played Spider-Man. Oh, gosh. And Tom Holland had played Dune. Uh, <laughs> I don't like that. I well, don't that's weird. No. Marvel, what if? Mar- <laughs> what if? The character of Paul is 15 years old in the book. That makes that, me want to mm, die. No, nah. <laughs> How old do we think he's supposed to be in this movie? I think he's supposed to be early 20s. I was thinking, like, late teens at the earliest. Yeah, late Uh, teens, early 20s. I was thinking between 19 and 24. Yeah, somewhere in there. My age. In that general age range. All of our ages. Yep, definitely all of us, uh (laughs) uh-huh. Yep. Some of our ages. (laughs) I'm trying to get some more information on um, Dune. On Sam. Okay. Specifically, I'm trying to get more um, spice-specific explanation. 
the spacing guild is the ones that use the spice and they're guild navigators to, to figure out how to get from space to space, but they really don't um, explain that. I just figured the spice was helping them do math. Like they, they know where everything's going to be, but they, the spice helps them. It's, it's like the drug from Queen's Gambit. It helps so them do chess on the ceiling. This is just space Adderall. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Honestly, probably. Cause it's it, just like, space math. He gets a hit of it and he's like, oh, I can use my psychic powers now. I can psychically know how to wear the suit. Meth gives you the force. Pass it on. (laughs) (laughs) For legal reasons, um, we here at HQ Movie Review would like to remind you that you should not um, take any illegal substances, uh, especially not to attempt to receive space powers. Yeah, Yeah, don't do meth. Or, as it's put several times in this movie, much to my dismay, Desert power. (laughs) Desert power. And it's always said, like, desert Desert power. power. Like, oh, that explains everything. Desert power. I should have known. Like, the final line of the movie. They see, they're walking in the desert. They see in the distance, there's a Fremen riding a worm. And they're like, they they nod, like, desert power. And that's it. That's how the movie. Fade to black. (laughs) Fade to black. Roll credits. Okay. According to Wikipedia... Spice is the most valuable commodity in the known universe. The spice not only makes safe and reliable interstellar travel possible, but also prolongs life, protects against disease, and is used by the Vangaseret to enhance their abilities. So it is so it is exactly the same as Star Wars Spice. Or I should say Star Wars Spice is exactly the same as Dune Spice. Yeah. Same spice. Dune and Star Wars take place in the same universe, just different galaxies. Yep. Honestly, T. If you say that though, then Disney's gonna try to claim right over Dune. (laughs) (laughs) We gotta make Dune canon to the Star Wars universe. Disney's gonna send a cease and desist (laughs) to anyone. Disney's gonna uh, try and uh, copyright the word spice. (laughs) Okay, but hear me out. I have, we have here with us the perfect alibi for getting anything canon to Star Wars. We're a cosplay of it. Two Galaxies Edge. It's canon. You're right. You're right, and you should say it. <laughs> All right. I guess I'm going to Galaxy's Edge in a Dune costume next week. <laughs> yeah. You get yourself a still suit. And then I'm, it's canon. That's it. That's all it takes. I would love a working still suit to walk around Disney World. Bro, that'd be awesome. You would never be thirsty. You'd be drinking your own sweat. But it's it be filtered. And it's recycled. That doesn't mean it's going to taste good. Hey, so question. How much recycling do these suits do? You know, like... Like if you shit yourself? I was thinking more liquid. <laughs> you know, I was thinking more liquid things, but yeah, sure. I, maybe you that. you piss yourself. Oh <laughs> Look, Go it recycles... <laughs> it recycles liquids. That's a liquid. <laughs> Sorry. I'm in the Dune universe. I have to drink my own piss. Specifically <laughs> on this planet. The whole thi- the whole thing is that water is really scarce. Improvise, adapt, overcome. Drink your own piss. That's how it goes. <laughs> it's not like Bear Grylls hasn't done it. <laughs> exactly. Bear Grylls would survive in the Dune universe. <laughs> Bear Grylls is just relieved it's filtered this time. <laughs> 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 Did 
Did they ever explain why those palm trees were sacred? No. I think they just were. Okay. My assumption is that that's an earth plant. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. It's, that it was just a palm tree. We've got a bunch of those outside. Not for <laughs> what if the Not robots them. got them? Yeah, what Just if the robots robot stole all the palm trees? <laughs> the robots, those are the last six date palms on the in the galaxy. And they all got burned. Just darn date-stealing robots. <laughs> and I didn't know dates were so important to the robots. They're a delicious, sweet treat. Are they? Dates? I don't know. I've never had one. Yeah. A date? Yeah. They're commonly used for sweetened things. Sweetening you, things. <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> I hate you so much. That was a savage roast. I hate you so much. Uh, that was what epic. is with you today in being a bitch? What is your problem today? It's for comedy. I hate it. If you were stuck in the dune desert, which <laughs> restaurant would you want to have access to? Taco Bell. When will no stop? <laughs> hang on. When will when will they make um, the suits that turn your sweat into Mountain Dew Baja Blast? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> okay, back back to your question. Oh, mine's stupid now. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say, if you were in the Dune Desert, which fast food chain would you most like to have access to for sustenance? I'll give you three options. Okay. So Taco Bell is right. naturally the first one. All right, that's out. Go ahead. No. Long John Silver's. <laughs> oh do those still exist? They do. I see one every once in a while when I go home. Do you I know you can just buy years. the little like fried left left in the fryer bits from yeah. Long bits? John Silver's? You can. You can get the bits. You can get the bits. You can get the bits. Your third option is Checkers. And. I don't have anything. I have I no problem checkers. with. I have no quarrel with checkers. Yeah, I get Taco Bell, but I do only get a Baja Blast freeze. What about? Because I think that if I ate any of those other things you in the die. desert, it would kill me instantly. <laughs> what about a restaurant that serves exclusively clam chowder? I Which, don't wait, think hold I can on. eat. Which kind of clam chowder? Uh, New England. No, I could I could do that. Yeah, I like. I, like I don't clam think chowder. I could eat clam chowder. Probably not. I think it would actually kill you. It would just kill me. Where is the Arrakis Times Square <laughs> Olive Garden? <laughs> <laughs> it's well, in the worm. <laughs> Everyone who gets into the worm gets, to gets to unlimited <laughs> salad and breadsticks. You can't prove that there's not breadsticks in there. You cannot prove that there is not an entire Olive Garden inside that worm. The only reason nobody's come back from the worm is because they're too busy eating up the Olive Garden. All, all I'm gonna say, all I'm gonna say, is that those teeth look an awful lot like breadsticks. <laughs> it's an Olive Garden, but it's a land. <laughs> It's like it's like Land of the Lotus Eaters, where oh <laughs> when God. you start eating the Olive Garden salad, you can't stop, you can't leave. The Listen, whole time you're inside the when you're in the worm, your family. <laughs> Good. I'm glad we've gotten back to this energy. The snail. The snail. 
The snail's the final boss in the Dune trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> when will Timothy Chalamet face his uh, Satan? <laughs> the snail, Lucifer. I don't have much to say about Dune. I actually, well, I genuinely enjoyed it. Like, I thought yeah. it was really good. Yeah. Um, and I thought it, I saw a tweet. I saw a tweet before I saw this movie <laughs> that said, like, Dune is a movie that's being appreciated by, like, film people and by, like, people who are lovers of, like, epics and, like, hmm. big, uh, big smash hits um blockbusters so i thought that was interesting and i think it's true just because you know the cinematography and the scale of it yeah oh definitely this is a very good movie just in general i don't know if i'd be able to i had a friend who has seen it five times since it come out it's been like five days yeah yeah they watch it once a day yeah. Keeps the doctor away. That's what I did when I had movie pass. <laughs> if I if there wasn't another movie that I wanted to see in the theater, I would just watch something I had already seen again so I would get a single movie a day out of the thing. <laughs> Dune. <Yeah. laughs> Sees Dune 15 times in the theater. Sees Dune 15 times in the theater just to bankrupt movie pass. <laughs> <laughs> you can't bankrupt him again. You've already done it. Watch me. I'm coming after the the um the regal annual pass next. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I really like the movie. Going in with no knowledge, it was a little confusing at the start, but overall, it was still an enjoyable time. Mm-hmm. And I I liked being able to piece together things at some point, like eventually. Yeah, yeah, I think it's nice to jump into, especially since like the Skywalker saga has closed up and like a lot of these big, big franchises have kind of tied up their... Um, tied up the bow nicely um it's exciting to see something that's this good on this scale again yeah 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 because god knows that didn't happen with fantastic beasts and where to find them gosh yeah, no wasn't there supposed to be like five of those movies i mean I, they're still making yeah they're still one going for it that's a discussion for another Dang, day. They're just the, not good. <laughs> didn't the second one come out in like 2018 or something? Yeah, I don't, it was so I don't, long I ago. I think the thing is, is that like nobody cares about it. Yeah, it was it was so bad. And I, I was just like, I'm not going to watch any more of well, these. Well, I mean, I liked the first one, but the second one wasn't great. Yeah, also they named it Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, and that's only the plot of the first movie. Yeah. Name them something else. I don't even know what happened in the second movie, I'm going to be honest. Uh, Grindelwald did some crimes. Um, they turned an Asian woman into a snake permanently. Oh, yeah. And there was like a whole like thing about that. Yeah, there was some plot about like a baby being swapped and some secret Dumbledore brother. Jude I, Law is there. That's cool. I found out I was watching. I was on TikTok the other day. And someone was taught breaking down a sequence at the end of that second Fantastic Beasts. And they were saying things. And I was like, this happened in this movie. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I was exactly. like, what the hell are we talking about? That this, that, that Zoe Kravitz switched babies. Who yeah. is, who, who was she? 
I she have was, no idea what happened. Yeah, I definitely remember she was in that movie, and that's that's that is it. All I remember is that one of the like gosh, I don't even remember her name. Uh like one of the sisters, like Tina's sister, just joins Grindelwald at the end of the movie. Like she just goes evil. Right, that was um it's because, like, they wouldn't let her marry the muggle, the yeah. nomad man. Yeah, they wouldn't let her marry... Which was also dumb, because it's like, hey, you know how this guy wants to enslave all non-magical people? Why would you join him if you want to marry a non-magical person? Stupid, bad, dumb movie. Why is the plot of every... Why is the subplot of every Harry Potter um, that you can't be with the person you love, so you join a hate group? <laughs> why did it happen two different life. times it's a it's a commentary on uh compulsory heterosexuality <laughs> and jk rowling is an ally at the end <laughs> wow that's she's deep undercover <laughs> she's, she's in the she's in the closet about being an ally <laughs> Oh boy, and on that note, <laughs> uh, make sure to follow us on uh, Facebook. We're on YouTube. That's fun. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. All right. Well, this has been HQ Movie Review. I hope you enjoyed our coverage of Dune 2021. I'm Rachel. I'm Jack. Madison. And I'm Heather. Have a good night, everyone. All right, cool. Desert power. I'm going to stop recording. Desert power. (laughs) Desert power.